Hello and welcome to the Cat Master Chronicles. We have exciting, interesting and powerful stories from cat owners about well-being. I'm your host, Michelle Adams, the founder of Chatty Cats Care, a professional cat sitting company. Join me as I dive deep into conversation with cat owners about their individual journeys. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. This episode is brought to you by Chatty Cats Care, London's professional cat sitting company. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Cat Mass Day Chronicles podcast. This week we are joined by Kylie Dixon and she is one inspirational lady who wears many hats including entrepreneur, coach, children's book author and beyond. She's a creative director for her business Mushroom Marvelous where she hand makes bespoke art and gifts available to buy on Etsy. All gifts are mushroom themed, hand painted and created using alcohol ink. She's also a children's book author of a series called The Magical World of Mushroom Marvelous which is inspired by her dad's allotment and the and her love for mushrooms. Lastly, Kylie coaches women from lastly Kylie coaches other women in businesses and has created a Facebook page titled The Northern Lass Lounge which in Kylie's words is for badass business lasses who are feeling overwhelmed with managing their business account and social media. She's also a cat mum to two wonderful kitties who I'm sure we will hear all about later on in the show. So without further ado, thank you so much for joining us today, Kylie. I'm so impressed by how many things you have gone on to do and how you manage them so well. I've briefly introduced you already, but if you could tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself, that would be amazing. Hello, thank you very much. What an intro, Michelle. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast today. Um, you said briefly introduction. I'm like, wow, <laughs> when you start to talk about the things. I do, I do actually forget half the time all the things that I juggle and how the hell I fit it all into my life, but I do, oh. I do. So yes, thank you for that. I am the director of, well, the creative director, I like to call myself, of Mushroom Marvellous. That is kind of the bread and butter of my business, shall we say. Um, it is a art and craft business and everything that I create has a little illustrated mushroom in it, which we will obviously talk about today. Yes, um, yes you, you also mentioned Northern Last Lounge, which is a relatively new part of a business that I founded in June last year I think it was June yes it was right at the beginning of the the pandemic and basically what I'm doing in there is sharing all of the knowledge that I've gained over the years of working on social media and the most exciting thing that I think I'm working on at the minute is the fact that I can actually call myself a children's book author (laughs) I can't quite (laughs) believe that because that would never was never in the plan um but it it happened and i'm now book i'm now writing book 2 of the series the magical world of mushroom marvelous so yes lots of stuff going on lots of exciting things happening and i can't wait to talk to you more about it because um like we had our chat just off screen you're so excited about so many things happening right now and i can't wait to like delve into it properly and talk to you about it because you're doing some really mm. good things and um yeah it's just amazing um what you've managed to achieve and the community that you have around you so yeah excited for that chat but let's mm. crack off 
by talking about Mushroom Marvelous. Mm. I've been intrigued to find out more about it and why you chose mushrooms <laughs> as your theme. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, the, the ever question that I've asked throughout my life. Yes. Um, do you believe in fate then, Michelle? I do, big believer in Good. Fate. This is good. This is good. So it's all, everything seems to be happening because of fate um, and it all kind of kicked off oh god am I into two years now of running this business I think it is I'm coming up to two years Michelle I can't believe it Mm, um and it was two years ago when I we sadly lost my nana um and I did a eulogy me and my cousin did a eulogy at her funeral and I was stood there reading the eulogy and looking down at the funeral flowers and I thought I just thought to myself I wonder what happens with the flowers so I spoke to the funeral director and she just said 99% 99% of the time they get left so I thought oh god right so I took the funeral flowers home um and decided to create pieces of art for the family so pressing the flowers preserving the flowers I did loads of research about how to do it all and that was the start of my art business I didn't know which which way it was going to go um but because of the popularity of it I started sharing stuff on social media and people were like oh this is interesting and the fact that you can keep something of a of a memory of a, mm-hmm. of a lost family member yeah. was really it really resonated with people so at the time um I was out walking in a local wood um, just because I, I just there was something about me art that there was a missing element I didn't know what it was I wanted it to be something really unique and I just thought I, I didn't know how to make it have its own unique selling point mm. so I was walking around in the forest and I looked down I just looked down at my face and there was just a massive abundance of mushrooms Michelle like <laughs> hundreds of them and I'd never seen anything like that before and I just thought, I just started Googling it because I don't know if you can remember around about that time, I don't know if it was the Northeast, it might have been the country, but there was a huge outbreak of mushrooms all oh, over. Like, wow. It was in the media, it was on the news, um, and it was something to do with the weather. The weather was really wet at that time okay. of year, wet and like warm at the same time. Um, and this was causing an outbreak of mushrooms. Anyway, when I Googled the mushroom situation, I found out that in old English folklore, spotting mushrooms in the wild is actually a symbol of positivity, hope, new beginnings. And I thought, that's it. That's it. That is it. So I thought, right, I'm going to illustrate a little mushroom in absolutely everything that I create. And that's when Mushroom Marvellous was born. Do you know what, Kylie? As you told that story, I was thinking you could make this into a book. Like literally your story because it sounds like like a Disney movie like a princess goes it into does, a walk in a forest and just sees this abundance of mushrooms and then something <laughs> amazing is created like I can literally see it like I can visualize it so maybe this needs to be good shot <laughs> I think it'll be pretty amazing actually um and yeah no I love I love like the symbol of positivity and positivity and hope that you mentioned as well because in life I don't know about you but I believe like that we have guardian angels and people that kind of look down on us and it's just so amazing that it happened after your nana's funeral and Mm -hmm. like it was almost like a sign like this is what yeah yeah I used to do definitely 
I love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got, I'm, I'm sat in my studio right now, which I have in the garden. Again, something I never thought I'd have my own art studio in the garden. Mm. Um, and I've got a little photograph of her on the wall and she just she's looking at us all the time and I'm like this is why it was meant to happen yep no I'm a believer in that as well when my my nan had passed away um I felt like just various things happened and I have her photo as well um Mm -hmm. my bedroom which is like where my desk is and when I look at it I just think yeah like this is for you but also you're doing this and you're helping me to get where I am now yeah Um, yeah so I feel like we have a lot in common when it comes to that and I can relate so much to your story I think a lot of people will as well so yeah it's thank you for sharing that um so you create gifts cards keepsakes mugs and calendars to name a few all handmade (laughs) featuring mushrooms and made with alcohol ink which I'd never heard of before so could you please tell us why you use this ink and what it is exactly. Yes, I can. So alcohol ink is a, is a relatively new medium. Um, it came about from, like, it started in America. It had a huge following of the art community. Um, it was around about 2017 when I first saw it online. Now, I am a, a great um, follower of art process. I love the whole process behind art more than the actual finished piece so Mm. a lot of the stuff that I create is like it's my way of chilling out from the hectic things that go on in my life so it's it's although I don't stop (laughs) I like I run at 100 mile an hour the art itself is actually helping me to relax so although I'm making pieces for other people, the whole process of it is something that I, I just get lost in. And alcohol ink is something that has a, a just an amazing process behind it, Michelle. Honestly, I do lots of videos um, where people just come and watch and zone out when I do the process online. So it's like they 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 are tiny little bottles, absolutely ludicrous amounts of money for these mm. tiny little bottles of really highly pigmented ink which is alcohol based so it does have a little bit of alcohol in it okay. so what mean what happens is if you mix that with um 99% alcohol it it kind of spreads over the canvas and you can you can manipulate it and make it move about the canvas depending on how you prime the canvas etc but i use an airbrush um to blow the ink around the canvas and it creates quite visceral plant like um coral effect I would say mm. um some people say it's quite visceral um which is which in, in effect is very much what a fungus is like so that happened as a as a, as a happy mistake shall we say <laughs> but yes it's it's like um it's the whole process behind what I'm using with the alcohol ink but you need to have a look online there's so many people using it now and making some absolutely incredible things with alcohol ink yeah it sounds like um a mindfulness activity almost oh absolutely tune in and like because some people really can't get the knack of just sitting down and meditating um and people find it really hard I'm one of those yeah (laughs) there you go exactly usually most creative people are like that because I feel like your mind is just running it's like a motor it's like constantly thinking of things So it's hard to just like completely zone out and um, kind of reach that level of like 
in meditation where you're kind of almost floating but sometimes even doing things like you said you're making your art that's a form of mindfulness as well I like to walk yeah that's a, f- a form of yeah. mindfulness as well yeah as long as you're engaging other parts of your body and your mind yeah. into that and like you said the process is your favorite part of making mm. the art as well and I think that the process is sometimes even more important than the finished article and it's mm-hmm. it's really nice that you have those videos as well to show the process because I think it's really nice to see what you do rather than just a photo of the finished yeah, product. Definitely. So yeah. Um I know that you went to study art and I'd love to find out more about that. And you're also partly self-taught as well, because I guess what you're doing is quite niche anyway. Yeah. So how did it all start? Tell us about your background. Yeah. I've always been completely inspired by art creative I'm very creative I've danced from a very early age I've played instruments from an early age I've always been painting and drawing I was in all of the art classes um but then I uh I went to college initially to do fashion um and I went to university to do a fashion design course and it just after two years Michelle I just thought this isn't for me Mm. I was really surprised at how I felt about the whole thing because I've always been very driven from a very young age um I'm very stubborn so I won't give up on anything but I just thought no this is this isn't for me so I took a stopgap and went and worked in a bank (laughs) which again that lasted 18 years so quite a big stopgap but while I was there um I managed to progress I managed to um I was promoted throughout the the bank as well and I, I was a project manager for a good few, six years. But I knew that there was something else that I just had to be doing. And my husband was like, why don't you just go and do something to do with, with, with art? And I thought, I don't know how I can. I don't know if it's a possibility. I'm working full time. I've got a little boy. Um, and he went, well, why don't you just see, go and have a look into like a part time one? And there was a one at Sunderland, um, which is where I live, just up the road. Mm-hmm. there was a, a course which was a part-time course for a fine art degree and I thought you know I can actually fit this in I've, like I say I, I can't sit still I have to be busy all mm-hmm. the time so I juggle like lots and lots of things and it just it was it was that missing piece that was there and it took six years to finish the course um okay and that's where it just all started from and then obviously I, I came to the end of my career at Barclays because they offered redundancy and I thought this is the time that I can actually step away have a little bit of money behind us to really go and do what I love and this is when Mushroom Marvelous was created yeah like what I mentioned earlier and I think like you know with the guardian angel thing I feel like we all have a plan and a path in life and mm-hmm. you almost have to go through these like obstacles and different paths and turnings until you find what you need to find. And yeah. Yeah. I guess you wasn't initially thinking you wanted to study a fine art degree because you spent so many years at the bank as well. Yeah. yeah. We spoke off screen and it's so funny that I worked for Barclays as well before I, <laughs> I did. I can't believe that. I know it's oh, crazy. um yeah but like it was that break that I took and then went to work for Barclays and I think working for Barclays really just kind of it didn't show me the way but I guess it it 
it helped me to realize that that's not what I wanted to do for the long term. Yeah. And that I needed to fuel this creativity within myself and do mm-hmm. something that I could apply it to. Because like, you know, there are things in Barclays that you can apply creativity to. They have 100%. Like, yeah. yeah they I was have always chosen for those roles as well. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I felt like I loved it. But then I wanted to do something else. And probably similarly to yeah. you, you wanted to do something for yourself and not just work Absolutely. for a company, like, for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, and you know, you're talking there about there's a there's a path set out, and I, I do believe that. Um, but you have to go through these situations to find out what that is. And when, when I talk about the Northern Last Lounge as well, that, again, is something that's come from a really challenging place in my life so I had to go through a really awful time on social media to be honest Michelle Mm. and thought I thought I would never ever even look at Facebook again I'd I'd been in such a awful place with social media anxiety disorder but through the social media outreach that I've created through communities which we'll get to talk about as well the Northern Last Lounge is now something that is spreading so much positivity out of what I've learned from that situation it's just it's really really interesting to like see how your life maps out I know really interesting I can't wait to talk about that but before we move on to that part yeah um if an opportunity came up for you to collaborate with another (laughs) artist who would you like to do this with? oh so many so many um I'm gonna have to talk about because I Oh, I get so like even the hairs on my arms go up when I think about the first time I uh, I saw his work. He's not he's not alive anymore, um. So I'll never get the opportunity to collaborate. I suppose I could do something with his artwork. Is Henry to Henry Toulouse Lautrec? Okay, uh-huh. so Toulouse Lautrec, as he as he's known, is famous for the he was about in the late nineteenth century in Paris, um. He did lots of kind of magical, mysterious um, illustrations that were like billboards for the Moulin Rouge, um, Mm -hmm. huge, massive posters. And when I first saw his artwork was in Paris, when me and my husband went to Paris for the first time, and I just thought, oh, my God, I'd I'd never heard anything about him. But I just fell in. You know, when you say something and you just Mm. fall in love with something, and it was completely different to my style. However, what's interesting is the fact that he's an illustrator. And again, my work has, has progressed into illustration, so it's all very bizarre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he was kind of one of the first artists to to blur the lines between fine art and advertising, which again is something that I'm doing in terms of using social media and showing different parts of an artist's life behind the art. Yeah. Um, but if you there's, honestly, if you go and read about Toulouse Lautrec, his his whole life is really fascinating. He's a tiny little guy. Um, he's a, he's a little guy on the Moulin Rouge. Yeah, yeah, film. yeah. Amazing. Um, and his his whole life was soaked in absinthe, and this, uh, the stories that I've read about him is just brilliant. I did a whole piece about him at university as well. Um, but yes, that would be my choice, Michelle. Yeah, do you know what? I'm actually looking at some of his work right now and um, I really mm-hmm. love it. I love Moulin Rouge anyway. I really want to try and get there yeah. when lockdown eases. Um, but I yeah. love I love the colours that he uses. I love that he's got mm. some um, 
Why has he got like silhouettes in the background of some of his yeah. work as well? And yeah, then yeah. the colour pop from like some of it as well. So there's some, yeah, I just love, I love the way it looks. And, I, and like you mentioned, like your use of advertising and fine art merged together mm-hmm. is something mm-hmm. so different from what you kind of usually see or commonly see in like galleries and stuff like that. I love things that stand out. Um, and I love Tracy Emin's work, for example, because yeah. I yeah. love that she really personalizes her work and makes it about her. So it's, I believe, I don't know about you, but like for any kind of like successful business or like whatever you're doing, I feel like if you personalize it and kind of put yourself within the work, yeah, yeah. Um, that people can engage with it more and connect so with important. it more. Yeah, it's really important. So, um, and I love that you do that as well. I love Mm -hmm. that you've made these videos about yourself. You have your background story of why you created it and it makes it more relatable and um, it makes you stand out as well. It's a really good USP to have, I think. Um, And yeah, it's just, it fits so well. Like I'm excited for you because I just feel (laughs) like it just works. (laughs) Do you know what it is, Michelle? Don't get us wrong, I've had so many people go, what on earth is this person <laughs> doing? What's she doing? She's created the business. She was oh. like, she was a senior leader in a bank and she's left the bank <laughs> to go and paint mushrooms. What is she doing? But like, if you do really know me and you see how passionate I am about stuff. Yeah. Yes, I'm a bit nuts. I'm a bit crazy. But hey, I'm I'm still here two years later. And mm-hmm. I have just more and more people kind of get it now. They're like, Okay, yes, she's the crazy mushroom lady, but that's just her. And, and they keep coming back, so I'm doing something right. <laughs> you must be. I'd love to hear about some of the people who you've connected with um, through your art. Like, are they? have you found any avid mushroom lovers during this process? Like, what has it been like connecting with people? Oh, honestly, Michelle, I get, <laughs> I get so many inboxes. Like, people posted to my groups now. That That's... That's when you know you've built a true community on mm. social media is when other you don't you don't have to sit there thinking about the content all the time. Yeah. The other people actually they produce the content for you mm. because they're posting all this stuff. And the amount of things I get about mushrooms is insane. Like <laughs> it's, it's just it's crazy. And and although I don't have hundreds and hundreds of followers like in my mushroom group, they're all invested in what we're, yeah. what we're trying to do in there and you know the the it's the whole magical side and the the mystery of the whole I don't know like the whole feeling of mushrooms in the wild is like mm. they, they just understand it and they get it and it, it's it's brilliant it really is brilliant yeah, I'm actually really- I'm actually um reading a book at the minute um which again somebody in my community said why don't you go and, you need to read this book and I went okay and it's called um the ent- I've actually got in here. It's called The Entangled Life by Merlin Sheldrake. And okay. it is ugh, it just there's a whole other world to mushrooms that you will you'll just honestly you you will just be blown away by. I try and share like a mushroom fact every week on my face on my social media. Um and some of them are like, oh my god these facts are just bizarre yeah, like yeah, fungi yeah. solve problems they are the master of manipulation wow. they're, they're so microscopic but 
they are actually the largest organisms ever recorded. So it's just so fascinating, the whole, the whole thing. So fascinating. I never mm. knew that. I know that some people, um, there's, I don't know what the mushroom is called, but they drink it like a tea and it gives you energy. I don't know if you've heard of it, Kylie. Um, um, I think it's the la- it's a lion's mane. It might be. Because I've had coffee with mushrooms in before. Okay. How was that? It wasn't strong enough for me, I have to say. I have, have, like, strength eight ridiculous coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I had to try it, didn't I? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to look into that because that sounds really interesting, actually. Um, You are also a children's book author. And I'm just dumbfounded mm. <laughs> by this. This is amazing. So you created a book series called The Magical World of Mushroom Marvelous. And I actually studied children's literature as a part of my degree at university. So this is oh, right up fab. my street. Yeah. So I'd love to hear more about it, how it started, where your inspiration come from. And just, yeah, tell us everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I shall. I, yes, this is the oh, so exciting, this part of of my business because one I never knew I would ever go down this road um and two the people are just so bought into and excited by the whole the whole thing that's happening it's really it's just amazing Mm. so I had no idea I was going to write a book (laughs) Michelle I've I've tried to write one as a a 12 year old I think I was about 12 after I read the line the witch in the wardrobe Mm. I love fantasy books like that magical books you know that you just get completely lost in um and I thought my business was going to fail at the beginning of lockdown I really did I just thought you know people aren't going to be buying art it's a it's a want rather than a need um so I did a bit of a panic and I'd never had a Facebook group before I'd, I'd never used them before I thought oh you just have a page and you just crack on and have that's it so I set one up because I thought, right, what what can I do for the families who all follow me? And I know I knew that lots of them had children. Um, and I thought, right, I'm going to set this community up so that I can go in and give them like tutorials, art tutorials while they're at home, trying to break their deal. Um, I just thought about the challenges they were going through. I've got a little boy, and you know, I knew how challenging it was at this at the time. Um, it was quite a worrying time, you know. I thought all the hard work that I'd put in over the, the previous year was just going to go to waste. Mm. But it was pro- it was probably the best move I ever made because I, ta- I started talking to them. I would go in and I talk to them. I'm completely myself when I go in there. I talk to them in exactly the same way I'm talking to you, Michelle, and they love that. Yeah. And um, I just made sure I would go in and interact with them on a weekly basis, give them little things to be getting on with at home. Um, and they started posting their designs and their creativity into the group and it just shown that that was moving forward people were like oh my god this is a great little community anyway I started talking to them about this secret little world of mushroom characters that (laughs) have been in my head for ages right like ink cat is the main character okay yeah he is inspired from the ink cap mushroom Mm -hmm. um a mushroom that, by the way, lots of people started to spot when I started to talk about it. Fate again. Again. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I drew him about two years ago. I first ever sketched him out. He's completely developed. I'm looking at my wall now with how he's developed oh, over, the, wow. over the years. Um, 
And they were like, right, you, you need to write a book. Like the families in there were asking me to write a book and I thought mm. oh my god I've I had a lot of time because things were locked down I couldn't yeah. go out to events I couldn't take my artwork to like shows exhibitions my local gallery shut down where I normally ex- exhibit my work um so I thought right okay I'm just gonna write a book and nine months later I I've, I've almost sold 500 copies of my first published children's book amazing this is such a big achievement, honestly. Like, not a lot of people can say that, so you should be proud. But also, your community must have seen something in you and they mm. must have known that you were destined to do this and just kind of, like, encouraged you to to see it through. And I bet you're glad they did. But also, I bet they glad, they're glad as well because now they have these this amazing book that they can share with their children. And I guess they can learn so much from the book as well. Mm, yeah. So it's very much about being in the environment, how to grow things. It's all yeah. inspired from my dad's allotment. So he actually features in the book as somebody called the Grump. Okay, ah. so he, He's in the background and he's like the, the mushrooms of the magical world are helping the plants to thrive and survive. So it's quite educational because everything yes. that happens in there is is true as in the sense of the seasons are all correct the right vegetables are grown at the right time seasons I've had to research all sorts I've spoke to me dad yeah. at length about different things that happen in his allotment <laughs> um so yes they can learn a lot from it yeah I just think that's amazing that this has come this story inspiration has come from your dad's allotment I love that I love yes. growing as well and I feel like it needs to be a part of the curriculum so mm. um yeah I think your book could could do really well being circulated around schools and um, I think children should well, definitely know where has, fruit and veg coming from oh it has yeah oh, it has, yeah, yeah so um there's a few teachers who were in my my community and they I, I started doing I released a whole initiative in February called Fungi February obviously (laughs) where I've gone in religiously every week and done a set tutorial and encouraged the children and the families to get involved Mm. I did one at at the beginning of February sorry it was at the end of January I launched it a little bit Mm -hmm. earlier because lockdown happened again um and I wanted to to give them something back and just to try and forget about what was going on in the world um and I did a uh, have you heard of Zentangle, Michelle? No, I haven't. What's that? Oh, you love it. You will, <laughs> you love it. So Zentangle is, um, it's a bit like a, a mindfulness piece again. So you can totally zone out when you create these patterns, which are black and white patterns okay. that you then fit into a, a design. Just Google Zentangle. Okay. But we designed our own and we called them Mush Tangles. Mush Tangles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> honestly it went crazy so the the, um the school teachers are like if you do a little video can we can we do like a session at school so it's now gone out to about four schools in the in the northeast who are they're all much tangling now michelle amazing (laughs) yeah that's brilliant and i feel like it's something that's definitely needed now especially because kids Mm. are spending so long on zoom and stuff like that it's just nice to have a little break and also just you know, be mindful, do little mindful activities rather than just yeah. listening to someone talking the whole time. <laughs> oh, God, yes. I couldn't agree more. Uh, couldn't agree more. 
Um, so I know you recently launched a new book or project, and I know that you've been keeping it a little bit secret, but I'd love if you could give us some little exclusive insight about it. Um, give us a little bit more info. Well, I, I, well, I'm, obviously I'm writing book two, which I can't really, I can tell you a little bit about book okay. two. It, it's, so as all first books in a series or start off not that I knew that at the time um, it, it's very much an intro to the to the characters in there and mm-hmm. so you've got Incap and you've got Scales who are best friends and they, it's like an introduction to what the magical world of Mushroom Marvis is all about um, but book two is much more into their world you get to look in their houses you get to see where they live they get there's more characters come into it it's um it's really really magical book two so I'm also, alongside um, writing book two, I've actually just finished the Mushroom Mindfulness colouring book, um, which is going to be coming out in March. Um, So it's going to have 20 colouring pages, which are inspired from the book in Cap and the Nethers and a mixture of adult and children's colouring pages, which you can do, you know, at home chilling out on a night and it's really really about promoting that whole mindfulness piece so yes mushroom mindfulness is coming out i think i need to get involved (laughs) (laughs) keep a look out i'm sure you'll see it i will yeah (laughs) please do keep us posted and i'll definitely be sure to like repost and share all this information for you as well um so you spoke a little bit about it earlier but I really, really love to know more about the Northern Lass Lounge, um, which you mm. mentioned, and also um, social media anxiety as well, which I didn't really know about. But it makes so much sense because I feel like so many people feel like this uh, or have moments like little fleeting moments where they feel like an imposter or just feel anxious and, and, and don't want to post or don't know what to post. Um, but I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about it, how it all started, why you decided to create it, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. So the Northern Last Lounge. Um, and you're right, Michelle, there are so many women. It seems to be, it seems to impact women more than men. Um, mm. I've done a lot of research on it. There are so many women who who don't actually understand that an impact of how they're feeling is social media um and I didn't know that it was a disorder to have social media anxiety but I uh, I've spoke to so many women who are like I'm scared of social media I have social media phobia and I'm like this is all part and parcel of how you're feeling overwhelmed about it all Mm. the fact that there's no training out there that is reasonable and accessible I just had a conversation about this the other day with some of the girls on a networking event that that we do um and I talked about how some people that are charged like thousands and thousands of pounds terrible for oh and I'm like it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous so like I do one-to-ones with people um I'll do a really practical accessible training so we've just launched the Instagram training um which starts on the first of March and you're talking like 30 quid for two weeks worth of, of that's content. That's really good. That's You know, really it's good. it's completely yeah. affordable. It's totally affordable. Yeah. Um, there's just no need to be charging these ludicrous amounts. Um, exactly. 
But like the whole piece started for the Northern Lust Lounge was because of my, like I mentioned earlier, my struggles that I've gone through on social media. I did work, I say work, but I was an affiliate for a fitness company uh, okay. about six years ago. <laughs> that all started about, <laughs> because you're going to die here. So <laughs> at the time, I, I've always been into fitness. I've always been in okay. uh, being healthy and um, conscious about what I ate and everything. Yeah. And at the time, can you remember the the documentary about Geordie Marsh where she went and did bodybuilding? I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was sat watching that with my husband about six years ago and I went, yeah. I, think I, I think I can do that. <laughs> so he went, go on then. So I did. So I went and um, went on a whole eight-month journey of um, competing in professional bodybuilding. Amazing, what? <laughs> <laughs> I never knew and that. I actually made it. <laughs> it's one. It's the, one of the most bizarre things I've ever done in my life. Oh my I wouldn't. God. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone who has children or a family okay. who like to go on holidays. Okay. <laughs> I actually went to New York and trained in New York two weeks before a competition. Anyway, I, I made it through to the finals and I came fourth in the in the British finals. No way. But bizarre. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> you'll have to look back through me I know photographs on there. but um I got picked up by a fitness company um and got thrown into this world of like being an affiliate for this company and I'm, I'm not going to go into who the company was I'm not okay. talking terms with them and everything now right but it was just a really dark time in my life I went through hell mm. um I got trolled I got bullied I got oh you name it absolutely everything you can think of really? um because I was putting my my body on social media, yeah. 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 Um, and I didn't understand the dangers of, like, how stressful it could be. Like, there's nobody teaches you this. There's nobody tells you this. I was getting no support. This went on for months, um, okay. and I nearly had a breakdown. In fact, I think I did have a breakdown because of the amount of people. Like, my following went over 10,000 followers wow. in, like, eight months across social media but it was because it was this whole fitness thing and people yeah. wanted help with fitness and nutrition and, da, 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 da. and I just had to stop and come off social media altogether and some of the inboxes that I got Michelle was just it was just horrific yeah. so yes um because I went through that I thought I am not going to allow anyone who I'm supporting with their business go through this 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 shouldn't happen to anyone there should be support there should be a community of people who can help you which is why I created the Northern Last Lounge yeah and what better person as well you know you've experienced it all so yeah yeah you know I guess there's other people that can relate to that as well maybe not necessarily in the fitness industry which I feel like people have a microscope on you anyway when oh, you're in the fitness God, industry yeah. just trying to judge mm. you and like pin pinpoint any little thing um but it can get like that in other industries as well so I guess definitely you know, people feel yeah there's a lot of phobia about it even myself sometimes I'm like mm, I, like before not so much now but like even posting something I'd be like mm, my stomach doesn't look that toned in this photo like, <laughs> yeah yeah people are gonna like call me fat or like judge me or whatever yeah. but now honestly mm-hmm. I couldn't give a toss to be honest but like it gets like that though because I feel like that's what you see sometimes on the timeline like all this perfection and then yeah. you think that that's what it should be like but it's not is it really? <clears throat> No, and that that what you've just mentioned there is one of the 
biggest challenges I think that pops up all of the time in the Northern Last Lounge is people's confidence with themselves mm. because and we touched on this earlier I'm an artist right and it's very niche for an artist to be shown their personality but mm. it just proves how powerful it is and this is what I talk about all the time to, to the the girls in the in the group I'm like you have to kind of somehow get to a point where you don't necessarily care about what other people think and it's very hard it's very challenging yes and I'm not going to sit here and say that I am a business coach a life coach I'm not I'm not I'm not one of those people I I know stuff about business and I know a lot about social media but this is why I love the Northern Last Lounge is because I bring these experts together so every single Mm. person who joins that community has has some kind of skill, has some kind yeah. of knowledge. I'm learning all of the time, Michelle, when I go in there. People ask questions and I'm like, I have no clue. <laughs> but somebody pops up and they're like, oh, yeah, this is how you do it. And I'm like, what? Oh, wow. But like, if somebody has real confidence issues, and there's hundreds of women who are in there like that, there's coaches in there, there's life coaches, there's people who help you to stay positive, and we can connect all those people together. It's just brilliant. I think I need to join. <laughs> Get yourself in. I know. Everyone, everyone, I mean, I can it's the Northern Last Lounge, okay? Yeah. You don't have to be Northern. I, get, I was wondering just, that. <laughs> that is just our niche, right? Like, okay. I will not put on, I, I don't change my accent. Yeah. Um, you might have to get a Macam dictionary, right? I'm <laughs> quite <laughs> But so. you can spend some time trying to decipher what I'm saying. <laughs> so. So, yeah, um, we did mention some of the, you know, common problems and themes. Yeah. But is there any, um, what are some of the most common problems that people face when building a social media presence online? And what what kind of advice do you give them? I know there's other experts as well on there. Yeah, yeah. So for me, um, and you have to understand that, and anyone who's listening, everything that I talk about in the Northern Last Lounge I have either tested it, I've tried it out, I've experienced it, right? So I'm talking from experience. And one thing that that people, um, they just miss a big, big trick here. And it it takes a while to get to this position. But once you get there, it's, it's a game changer. And that is having a scheduled structure so that you're not thinking about what to post every day right Mm. that is not a good place to be in you should not be having to think oh what we're going to post on social media today and I've done that I've done that for years before and it's it's a horrible place to be in stressful and it can make you completely oh god it can make you go I I do not like social media and that's why it's because you're not in control of it you have to get in control of it Mm. so I've created a planner which um, a lot of the the girls in the lounge are using now. And it's pretty much a strategy that I use every day for three um, Instagram accounts, three business pages. I have five Facebook groups and I manage them. Wow, that's amazing. Apart from that, I do have some of the girls who help me with the Northern Last Lounge. I have have a brilliant team around us. But the rest of them um, are all managed because... You have to set a timer. You can't just sit there because you'll go down a rabbit hole and you'll be sat there for hour after hour talking to people. The more mm. you do that, the more people will expect you to do it. You have to set yourself some clear, structured tasks and actions that you do every day and then you get off and go and do what you love to do. 
I think this could be especially helpful for mums and people that have to juggle so many other things as well in life. I think having absolutely, absolutely, could really help you to, like you said, just be in control and know what you're doing. And yeah, how many like can you do it for like a couple of days in advance, like the posts? How does it work? Well, you can you can schedule up to a month. Oh wow, that's amazing! So you yeah yeah yeah. So my planner that I do. Obviously, it's difficult to get to a position where you you're scheduling like a month's worth of of content, right? I, I do it for the the Northern Last Lounge, mm. but I normally work in in two weeks. So you can sit down on one day, you block that day out, and on that day, that is your scheduling day, mm-hmm. right? And it becomes enjoyable because you're sat there going, "Oh, right, okay, what am I what am I promoting this month?" You know, you can interlink everything into like a promotion that you've got going on to something that's happening in the world, seasonality, you know, Valentine's Day has been coming up. So people mm-hmm. could have been, it's just, it becomes really enjoyable and you learn so much about what your business is providing. Um, but yeah, you can do it over a month. I'm sure you can do it longer than that. I just don't know who would be insane enough to do it. <laughs> no, no, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Oh, well, thank you for that. I think some of our listeners will definitely be interested in that. So Mm. you heard it here first, guys. Head over (laughs) to the page. So now moving on to my favourite part of the show, and I'm not sure if I can hear Kat in the background. Well, I I keep thinking, oh, God, shall I let him in? Is Is that your cat? I'm going to have to let him in. No. This is Jon Snow. This is Jon Snow. Hello, son. Jon Snow. (laughs) Oh my goodness. He's the only one who comes in the art studio. Oh really? <laughs> all right. So right, you have to tell us all about this. Yeah. So please tell yeah. us about your pets and your cats. Right, yes. So <laughs> <laughs> I've always had cats, right? Okay. From a, a young age. My my family's always had cats. My husband, however, has never had animals. So um... we had to persuade right. My son is just animal mad. Anything. Oh. Absolutely anything. He loves really? them. Creatures, crawlies, animals, birds, you name it, right? He loves them. Um, And I'm not a dog person at all, Michelle. I'm not. I just can't. I haven't got the time to have a dog. They're so energetic. Um, Oh, God, they're so... I mean, it depends what type of dog you have, but, you you know, you've you've got to go out and take them for walks and everything. So, anyway, we got Jon Snow. and, And coming from my husband, who said he didn't really like cats we've we had chloe before that chloe sadly passed away uh so we got john snow who is a great tabby and he's looking at me trying to get on my knee right now he's a great tabby with little white feet um and my husband drove all the way down to liverpool from sunderland for a christmas present and it was in the thick snow which is why we called him john snow we obviously love game of thrones Thrones. as well yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) <clears throat> so yeah and then louis the 14th yeah our bengal our bengal nightmare oh, oh no why all right so i want to hear all about that. so tell us about louis the 14th then so we got him through lockdown he was a lockdown purchase okay he was he was um 900 pound for a pedigree bengal kitten because yeah. my husband went well if we're going to get one we're going to have to get the best one so yes okay. he's beautiful my michelle he's absolutely gorgeous like Aww. he has the most amazing markings for a bengal that you could ever dream of 
He has like a, on his side, he's got like a horse's head type of shape. Wow. Um, it's amazing. Um, but we, before we, I mean, the, the lady who we got Louis from was like, you need to research into Bengal. So we did. Yeah. So we totally expected a live wire cat, a cat <laughs> that was going to be energetic, energetic, um, a cat that was going to be very needy. I mean, yeah. it's 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 good that I work from home and that we haven't been able to go out much, mm. shall we say, because he is the neediest cat <laughs> in bet. the entire planet. And he doesn't like to be stroked. <laughs> ah, interesting. <laughs> oh, no. They were like, oh, Bengals are such loving cats. And yeah. it's not until he's completely, like, asleep he'll let you go and stroke him if you start to stroke him he just moves away from you he's like get off his kind of (laughs) but um yeah they like to be up a height so he's always on the kitchen benches like right up the top he's just crazy wild boy oh god honestly and you can't see john snow's an outdoor cat he loves being outside but you can't leave a bengal outside unattended because they just go and explore and they'll just get lost and then yeah I do have a harness though. Okay, um, good. Which I attach to my to the studio, so he can go and investigate. It's like yes. got a an extendable lead on it. Yeah. So, but just at the minute, it's too cold. It's too cold, yeah. bless him. So he's just up a height in the house. He is crackers. <laughs> hilarious. So, what's John Snow's personality like? Oh God, he's like we were just saying this the other day. He's the favourite, like hundred percent. He's the favourite. So it took them a while to start accepting each other. (laughs) But as soon as he walks through the door, Jon Snow, he just wants to go to sleep, right? And Louis just jumps on his back 24-7 and he's like (laughs) running around after him. He's like, oh, for God's sake, which is why he comes in here out of the way. He's like, leave me alone. Yeah, he's such a loving cat. He doesn't really have a loud purr. I didn't know if this was a thing. Some cats don't have a loud purr. (laughs) You can hardly hear his purr. But okay. yeah, he's, he's lovely. He's beautiful, Aww. lovely natured. And, but he just thinks, why did you get this Bengal? I know. <laughs> it's like an annoying brother. Yes. yes. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I walk in and I see them. They're both like snuggled together on the chair. And I'm like, see, you do mm. like each other. That's so cute. <laughs> do you have any funny stories about them at all? I do. I Aww. do. So <laughs> our washer broke. Um, it seems to do this every six months, our washer, right? And you have to empty the whole bottom. You know, you've got to take the whole thing out at the bottom and empty oh, it yeah. on in case there's stuff stuck in. Yeah. Anyway, where our washer is, there's like, it's behind the the kickboards of the bottom of the, the kitchen. So there's like okay. a whole kickboard yeah. that covers it. So you have to take it out, which then obviously opens up the whole bottom yeah. of underneath all of the cupboards in our kitchen, right? So I did everything I could to keep them out of the out of the way. Yeah. Took us ages to fix the the, the washer again. Um and I was like, Gary, that's my husband. I went, Gary, well you're gonna have to make sure that the cats are not in here because if they go under there, right, then we'll never get them back out anyway. We took so much care and time put all of the kickboards back in, screwed it all in, and all I could hear was this little meow, meow. I thought, oh, my God, where the <laughs> hell is he? And he was in, he was in like, underneath the, the where the plates were, right the way around the other side. Oh, and I thought, oh, my God, he's stuck in there. So we had to take everything back out again. 
and here we was covered in dust and all sorts. Oh my god! No, no. Who was that, Louis? That was Louis. Yes. Yeah, I'm not surprised. John Snow wouldn't be stupid enough to go no. under there in the first place. <laughs> he knows that he wouldn't get under there anyway. He's yeah. too fat. Oh, bless. <laughs> <laughs> no bengals are hilarious i look after a couple of them actually with my business chatty cats care and they obviously got the most unique kind of personalities half, they? Like, yeah like they're very chatty which actually my business was named after a bengal cat um ah. cats care, because this bengal cat was very very chatty and every time i used to go in to like feed him when the owner was away he'd just roll on his back and like meow, meow, it's like he was having a conversation uh-huh. i talk back as well people think i'm crazy i talk to cats i'll talk back to oh him. you have to yeah he'll be replying though and it was almost like he could understand <laughs> what i was oh saying. they're so loud aren't they so loud so loud <laughs> especially at five o'clock in the morning i oh. can imagine oh my gosh but do you have any tips like you, you can said, train yeah go on yeah you can train yeah. them can't you yeah, you can train them like dogs. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just don't yeah. have the time to sit and train them. Like, I know. You have to exercise them at least twice a day. Yes. Um, he has to have like high active yeah. exercise for 20 yeah. minute bursts. Um, but you can train them with treats. Yeah, like you dog. can. Actually, one of my clients is training her Bengal right now to, you know, you can get those little bells. It's like behavior training and the cat can ring the bell every time it's uh-huh. a treat. So she's got the bell on the floor. That's amazing. Yeah. And, it, and also I taught him to <laughs> sit. Um because I was looking after him. I think no way. Week or two. Yeah. And then he started to sit for a treat. So he sits, he does paw, <laughs> give his paw. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're very intelligent cats, actually, Bengals. Um really uh-huh. interesting, really interesting. So you said you did some research as well before you got the Bengals. Yeah. Is there any tips that now you have a Bengal, you're yeah, a yeah. Bengal owner, that you would give to anyone who's thinking about getting one? Yeah, I think don't let them out okay, unattended. Yeah. yeah, I think that's very, very important because they will just go off. They're, they're so inquisitive and they're, they're just like, they're like little adventurers. Um, they're hunters as well. And, yeah, and they, they just won't come back. I mean, I feel so awful because he, he should be outside. He's like, he's like, it's a tiger as far as mm. I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, um, also expect that they were, they are going to eat lots because yeah. they eat lots. They're so energetic. And when you're not there, they will be literally running around the house, right? Yeah. They will be into everything and they use so much energy. I mean, he's he's one, Louis one in April. He'll be one year old and he is eating uh, easy six pouches a day. Wow, he's a big boy. <laughs> he is, and he's, he doesn't put any weight on. No, yeah, it's like a lot of it's muscle. It's pure muscle, pure wow. muscle. Wow. Um, and just expect that they are very needy cats. They like to be up high. Mm-hmm. If you can put shelves up, ideal. Put like shelves, you know, those cat shelves that you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got somewhere to get them, put them up because they will just try and get up a height everywhere. <laughs> It's quite funny because sometimes I'll walk into the kitchen and he'll just jump. <laughs> like, what? Really? <laughs> jump on your head from a height. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's so true. Mom. Yeah, I think they like to be like the king, like the king of the house. Yeah. They like to be up high, like saying that this is my territory, this is my house. You're just my servants. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like sometimes. Yeah. 
So um, if your cats, both Jon Snow and Louis, were people, what do you think they, what kind of person do you think they would be? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What a question. I know. I love this question. Uh, Well, I'm going to say, so I made this comparison the other day, actually, with Louis XIV. Okay. Do you know the, the, the cartoon Prince John the Lion of... Robin Hart, Robin Hood. You know the Disney film Robin Hood. Yeah, the the cartoon where it's all yeah, animals. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Prince John's the king, the tiger that's in there, and uh, he looks exactly like him. He does. Really? He really does. So I that's who he'd be. Okay. You have to look. It's actually on my Instagram account. I did. I think it's on my author's account that I did a while back to say look because even my son. When, doesn't he look like the king of a or the prince of really? Robin Hood the cartoon? Oh, uh, you have to, to tag me. I will. And what about Jon Snow? Oh, God. Is he like Jon Snow? <laughs> nah, well, nah, because he's, he's a bit dopey, I think. Really? <laughs> Trying to think who he's like. An actual person. I'm looking at him now. <laughs> Do you know, he's a bit like, um... <laughs> I can't think. He's like, why is he, why is this person coming into my head? Do you know, <laughs> who? Do you know, he's a news presenter. Um oh, who? Ben Shepherd. He reminds me of Ben Shepherd. That rings a bell. I'm so terrible with names though, but I feel like he's just, I know who Because he's just like it nice and he's no bother. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just never, never <laughs> wants to argue. He's just plods, plods along with his life, and he's just like, ah, oh, he's just, you know, he's just nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. No, I, need to, I need to look at both of them so that I can. You see. do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for talking to me today, Kylie. Honestly, not a problem. So I've enjoyed it. I've been laughing like the whole time, <laughs> especially with the cats. They sound hilarious. Um, but lastly, if the listeners want to find out more about you, your accounts online, Northern La- Northern Last Lounge, where can they find mm-hmm. you? Yes. So if you want to find out about my children's books, you want to be looking on Facebook for the group The Magical World of Mushroom Marvellous. Um, my author's account on Instagram is magical underscore world underscore mm. For my art, you're looking at Mushroom Marvelous. Um, there's pretty much nobody else called Mushroom Marvelous out there, so just look yeah. for Mushroom Marvelous on Facebook and Instagram. And then the Northern Last Lounge is a Facebook group, and we've also now have an Instagram account, so the Northern Last Lounge. Brilliant. If you're looking to um, check out like my art and the gifts and the items that I do, I do have an Etsy shop, Michelle. So you can look okay. for Mushroom Marvelous on there and all of my key products and artworks on there as well. Excellent. And do you deliver to anywhere in the UK? Anywhere, yes. Perfect. Okay, I'll be sure to put those links into the show notes and into the blog. But again, thank you so, so much for talking to me today, Kylie. It's been amazing to connect with you. I feel like we've connected on so many different levels Mm. as well. So, (laughs) um, yeah, it's been lovely talking to you. And I wish you Thanks so much.
I'm excited so much, about more things that you, you're going to be doing. So yeah, <laughs> keep us posted. I shall. Thank you so much. Thank you and goodbye.